Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And my guest today is my friend Leon Van Dyke. And I put a picture of Leon and myself on Facebook. And I took Leon to see the movie Summer of Soul at the Spectrum last week. So Leon and I are going to discuss the movie, tell me what he thought of the movie. And, you know, I think it'll be enlightening for everyone to hear his point of view. So, Leon, did you enjoy the movie? I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, it was uh, it brought back a lot of memories, and I'm a big concert fan, so I I, I love R and B of genres. So yeah, I really I I I, I really thought it was nicely done. Uh, as as a you know. So, did you see any of the uh, um, musical performances during the summer of 1969 in Harlem? Well, I practically all of the people that, that was on the stage at Summer Soul, I'd seen before. I'd seen Sly and the family uh, Stone, oh, oh, I don't know, over a dozen times uh, at various different uh, 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 events and uh, James Brown, Stevie Wonder. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I seen I seen it at jazz festivals, what have you. Uh, and uh, so it was, it, it was nice to see him on the big screen. Uh, uh, one of the things, as I mentioned to you, uh, the the uh, the entertainment remind me of the uh, Chitlin Circuit that used mm-hmm. to be around when, uh, uh, when I was young. And uh, for those of you who may not know the Chitlin Circuit, that was right. a, a series of uh, concerts and program of what we call back in those days black music and it finally got a name at some point R and B and you know so that was that was that that was very nice. Uh yeah. Chitlin so, circuit. So for people who don't know what the Chitlin circuit was like I didn't can you yeah. that was around for for many years, um, back in the thirties, right? It, it started way be, it started before the thirties, but really it picked up steam in the thirties and the forties, and it went on. It was in every major city where there were black, there was with uh, uh, black performers that went from gospel singing as, as you saw in summer so. They had gospel singers, gentry, they had rhythm and blues, they had jazz. They all played on the same at the same program, uh, or the same mm-hmm. show. Uh, Nipsey Russell, when he was a young man, and 
mom mm-hmm. and me agreed. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was quite it was quite an event. I mean, it did two things. One, back in those days, thirties up until maybe the uh, late fifties or early sixties, there weren't too many places where black performers could perform. Uh, wasn't all that many because wasn't there's very little crossover. And these years served the purpose of all of these shows. I mean, I recall when I was 14, 15 years ago, and um, uh, they would have maybe 15 acts that went from gospel singing to R&B to crooning, uh, such stars, big stars. I mean, I'm talking about people like Billy Eckstein, and probably never heard of him. But uh, well, he had okay. He he had thirty, forty hits back in those days. They're mm-hmm. all on the same stage with uh, the uh, the platters and the spinners and uh, uh, you name it. Uh, and you have these acts come on, and it was uh, and the the audience would be packed in the uh, the Apollo, of course, is the most famous one of the other chip in the circuit. But in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where I was from, it was, uh, it was uh, the Earl Theater. And we would go there, and they would have two shows, one in the afternoon and one in the evening. And the one in the afternoon was more or less for younger people. My mother and my aunts, they would go at night to see the show. And, and it was a place where you met your friends and people talk about those times and oh that's it. at the children's circuit that's where I met my my wife or my boyfriend. You met people you hadn't seen or you could go to those things and uh, uh to the shows and see your teacher there. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. that was that, that was it. and they had these fantastic acts. Uh and uh, they were they were big names. Uh, they were uh, at that time. Some of them didn't get and make it to crossover kind of things that uh, they were able to play at bigger uh, venues and you know, play mm-hmm. in places like Olympic City, which but uh, but but you take like uh, I was looking at suckers. I've been talking about that movie for a while, friend. Like Bull Moose Jackson, he was big. He had. 35 hits and no, and no one knows about him but that's you know that's another thing uh, so it, it was uh, it was a it was a big as I said it, it, it was more than just a concert it was more than just a it was a social gathering uh, you got the opportunity to see people or friends that you had not seen for, or cousins you had not seen for four or five years uh, and, you know, people would bring, and these these shows would last for two or three hours. So people would bring sandwiches. You know, you didn't have McDonald's back in those days. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, they would bring they bring sandwiches and dinners and what have you. Uh, that's, that's the way I remember. So, but Summer of Soul, I, I uh, which called one of the things. Pr- Things I think that it says, it may expose people to knowing 
about these kinds of things. This is important in the black community, these these chips and circuits. I mean, some with large theaters that help four or five hundred people, and some of them was just nightclubs or clubs. But it the it, but it gave black entertainers another place to perform and show their wear. But you know, Cynthia, as important as that was, uh, even more important. I've been thinking about this since we saw the movie. More mm-hmm. important, it was a place where where blacks could see black performers. There was another place that we could see that. There were during that time when you talk about the forties and the fifties, blacks weren't welcome in the clubs here. Whether it was the South or North. I mean, um, I mentioned, I forget, I think I was talking with Russell, but I mentioned about the, the well-known Cotton Club that uh, Spike Lee did the movie about some years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, at the height of the Cotton Club in Harlem, blacks weren't accepted, the entertainers, black entertainers were accepted, of course, but black patrons uh, they weren't welcome in the, uh, in, in the uh, uh, cotton club. So it gives you the idea of the kind of discrimination that was taking place. So the Chitlin Circuit played two important purposes. One, it gave a, a, a place where uh, black entertainers uh, could make a living. That was one. And could be seen... But even mm-hmm. more important, the average black person wasn't accepted in the clubs back in those days. So it could, we couldn't, you couldn't see them on TV. They weren't on TV in the early days. You know, when he, 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 uh, uh, in, in the uh, 40s, uh, uh, when the TV first started, other than... Uh, Every say going with the wind, uh, and, and there wasn't any role models there. Sort of uh, Aunt Jemima and such mm-hmm. kind of characters, you know. Mm-hmm. But here, but uh, 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 so so uh, uh, one uh, uh, those ser- they served. Uh, a social purpose as well as just seeing excellent, excellent entertainment. Yes. So, so I, when I think about that and that story, you know, uh, as, as good as the film, I mean, the summer soul was, is open the doors for someone to do a, a film or a story about the chicken, I mean, the, the chitlin circuit. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I think it's a very important social, social message there. But, but yeah, no, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, Cut me off when you that, I'm sorry. One of the things that was brought out um, was mentioned that towards the end of the movie was that uh, all of the film producers would not take a look at this film, and it was hidden for 50 years, whereas Woodstock, 
was the same time period, 1969 and the summer of 1969. And mm. by 1960, it was a film, and everybody had, uh, had saw it, uh, had mm. gone to the movie. And when I brought that up to you, you had mentioned that the music festival in Harlem was not a unique event like Woodstock was. Can you explain a little bit what you meant by that? Yeah, well, uh, a number of things. I had time to think about that, about the the, the comparison and differences that went with uh, One, in terms of the difference between, one, was just the racism in, in, in society at that time. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure. This is, you know, when you say 1969, you're on the uh, 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 Motown and those kinds of things and crossover and the crossover, and, you know, meaning that black entertainers uh, like Diane Ross and what have you were, were, were being accepted in, in the white community. So this, mm-hmm. is just the, this is just the beginning. So, but, but you had clearly the discrimination and the segregation and the ideas uh, uh, that was very conservative. Blacks just wasn't received that well. So I was surprised uh, when we talked about that uh, someone uh, would have thought that they could show a black show and there would be a widespread interest. You know, I mean, when you think about it, Cynthia, uh, we, we, in 1969 or prior, what, 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 what blacks were we seeing on TV? There were some shows, but they were, you know, um, sort of comedic kind of, kind of things. So mm-hmm. that, I think that's, that, that's one thing. Second thing, uh, 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 you know, about that, uh, you know, was between Woodstock and and you know, just cross uh, Woodstock uh, was more was more sellable because it was not all white, but it was you know, uh, 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 white so you had it a more acceptance possibility of getting it produced and 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 so uh i i think that if knowing how capitalism is that if uh, the concert there uh producers could have made money they would have did it you know but they you know uh, it just wasn't sellable uh, it was very uh, uh, concerned. The other thing is that let's remember that uh, even though, like the producers of the show, uh, were saying that uh, um, three hundred thousand people attended, this is over a six-day period and over a six-week period. Whereas mm-hmm. both, I was at I was at Woodstock. There was there was I it was. Half a million people there. That one, right. that, two, that two days. So that was some of the differences. But I think most of the thing, most of the reason was uh, it was 
was the racism in 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 in, in the in in the country at the time that that it just wasn't marketable. Uh, uh, but it was another point I, I wanted to mention when I it will mm. come back if we talk long okay. enough. Okay. Now, one of the things that that the uh, one of the people in the film had mentioned was, like I said, the film was laid dormant for fifty years, and you know, I was led to believe that that was because people didn't uh, movie producers want to take a chance on an all-black music festival. Am I wrong? No, I, I think you're absolutely right. It goes back to the, the point I was making. It was the racism in the society where, where in people, and, and I think correctly so, that whites just were not interested in listening to an all-black concert. Uh, the, 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 and as you, in terms of Woodstock, as you know, Many of the performers, uh, or, or most of the performers, were white at Woodstock. I mean, there were mm-hmm. there were some, you know, there were blacks in there, uh, but mm-hmm. many of you know, many of them are Olive Guthrie, Bob Dylan, you know, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, and it can go on into the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this was so you could you could sort of. As a producer, think that you could make some make some money out of it, and they did. Uh, you know, they produced that thing in about two weeks. Uh, uh, so I, I think that's the, that's uh, that that's that's a part of it. Uh, when with with the film, uh, I mean, there were many uh, videos that was taken over the years of doo-wop groups of. of the pretenders and sliding the stuff, mm-hmm. and even now, I mean, when you, when I, 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 I once again, I, I, I did a little quick research because that movie generated that, and so you know, and they, 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 they have uh, hundreds of these uh, concerts that was videotaped that's sitting on the shelf somewhere. You know, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's what I meant, when, you know, when we were talking about uh, uh, this was sitting on the shelf. Uh, I was thinking, as I mentioned to you, uh, that, there, that, I, that there were a lot of people who videoed it, but sitting on the shelf because it wasn't sellable. I think Summer Soul, I think, has made these movies more marketable, and we're probably going to see a number of more produced. It would not surprise me, and and people would be surprised. I mean, uh, when when you go on 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 the internet and you Google it, of how many videos like you've seen with some of Soul that has been videoed. Uh, so so I, I look forward to. To uh, seeing that and and putting it in, in a social context that I think is uh, good for people to know. I mean, the whole thing when you think about 
the, about the, the, the social, uh, the contribution it made uh, to black culture uh, was, uh, I, I think, no small thing, that there was no other place, almost there was no other place where blacks could go see entertainment. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, we're not talking about the 18th century. You know, we're talking about the mid 20th century, where up until very within our lifetime, that not just blacks were excluded from white clubs in the South, but they were not welcome in many clubs in the North as well as in the painters. So, so it, it really served a purpose. I mean, I knew about the Chitlin Circuit. Uh, all, all my life, and and my aunts and my mother and my grandmother went to these things, you know, before I was born. Uh, so, mm. uh, yeah. So, so I I I, I think that uh, Summer Soul is serving a a a contribution beyond what the producer. Uh, I I think he's that's a thought about. Uh, and uh, I, like a lot of these things, when you see something that's successful, it will be duplicated. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question about audience. Now, I have mm-hmm. seen both the Woodstock movie and Summer Soul. I didn't see mm-hmm. a, a tremendous amount of white people at the Harlem Music Festival and at the same time, I did not see a lot of black, uh, a black audience, not a large black audience, at Woodstock. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, uh, a couple of things in me that comes to mind. One is we must remember the time and the period that we're in, that we were in. It, it was, you know, I mean, it wasn't uh, 1969. It wasn't long, that long ago, that blacks in the in 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 the various in the, in the South weren't even allowed to drink at the water fountain with the blacks were that whites drank at. So they certainly weren't allowed to go to any public pools. They had to sit in the back of the bus. That is now a long time ago. You know, even now, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's within our lifetime. I mean, you know, people my age, you know, remember uh, uh, personally when they lived down south or went down south, saw signs that blacks only, I mean, whites only and, and all that. And on every aspect of your life uh, in the south, it, it was... Uh, prescribed by what you can't do or what have you. And in the North, though you didn't have a sign, you had, you, you had de facto, wasn't a law that you were, uh, didn't act to these places. But in practice, you weren't accepted in these places. So the safe embarrassment in many cases, you didn't go. You know, or if you went to a white place, you know, and, and, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 87. You know, I remember, you know, not as a kid, as a young man, 
right, of uh, uh, wondering whether or not if I went into this place, I would be accepted. That was up north. Or neighborhoods, if you were recorded in, you were uh, as a black, if you were were recorded at a certain time, not only would you be stopped by police and questioned what are you doing in this neighborhood, you may be attacked by white thugs. So it wasn't, we're not talking about a long, when we talk about 1969, we're talking about a period where discrimination was just outlawed. Maybe it was 1964, but bullet. Civil Rights Act in the 1965 bullying right there. It's a very well, uh, 19, it was like five years prior to that. So, mm-hmm. um, in part, you have that going on. Uh, you know, you have you, you having the country changing, you know, in 1969. Really is you, you, the Civil Rights Movement changed this country when it didn't want to be changed from an apartheid system and to a more egalitarian one. We have a lot of a long way to go, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was back in those days. So you have that. You have the culture. Uh, you, you have uh, Woodstock being held in, in, in Bessel, New York, which is outside right. of New, New, New Falls. You don't have that mm-hmm. many blacks that live in that area. You, you know? You probably have percentage-wise. You probably have less. You probably have less blacks or less blacks living in that area than you had whites living in Harlem. So that's one geographically. Uh, uh, you have the problem of of these venues being held where these two groups don't ordinarily go. Uh, so that that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's one thing. There were a number, and 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 there were more blacks there because I went there twice in the Woodstock. The the, the mm-hmm. thing held a couple of days. I, me and the brothers we went there, and then mm-hmm. the next day I went with uh, a, a Sunni with students, Sunni students. The next day, I rode up with them uh, and saw another Woodstock. That's another story. But I rode mm-hmm. up with them. They were the, they were Dick Silver at that time. Good friend. Uh, he was the editor of the stu- of the student the only student press. So I went up with him and some of his staff, and uh, we did. I think I think he did a story on it. Is that right? As I vaguely recall, about my impressions and what have you. Hmm. But well, what you had was uh, at that Woodstock thing, easily, easily a half a million. Right. You know, uh, I mean, you, I, we, we parked our, we had to park our car, and walk four or five miles to the band stage. That's how crazy it was. Right, right. But, well, you know, Leanne, we're, yeah. we're out of time, and it seems like it, you have so many stories to tell, and mm. hopefully you'll come back on Focus on Albany and tell more stories and more re- recollections. 
So you have been listening to Albany Icon, Leon Van Dyke. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Leon, thanks. And guess what? I want to go to the movies with you again. Uh, thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening. You have a great day. Are we off?